Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I can't wait for my dance to arrive. Yeah, I'm excited for to arrive as well. I should have sorted myself out first. That's okay. <gasps> um, yeah, no, I'm excited for them to arrive no. as well. I'm hoping they fit. They will. I think they will because, Big ass as but... I say, I've seen on that young person app, the TikTok, well, that's a lie. The young person app. I do you watch, use the TikTok? <laughs> I actually don't. I refuse to. It's been too long now. I refuse to download TikTok. Do you know I have it on my phone and I don't use it? Yeah. And I also just know that I fall into a spiral of watching yeah. like capybara videos and shit like that. Yeah. I just end up. So I am like a grown up. I watch them on Instagram Reels like three weeks after they've been popular. Yeah. And people are very mean to me about it. But as you're saying, I've seen on that that they fit really well on bigger butts and they have a really good like hip to waist ratio yeah yeah yeah, i've heard lots of very good things about them hopefully it's just the i just don't so actually one of my friends sent me a podcast called i can't remember what the actual podcast was called but the episode title was butt stuff and i can link it Hmm. and it was really interesting they were not talking about that kind of butt stuff. No, no, not that kind of butt stuff. I said it the other day, like, not even thinking. I'm listening to a podcast called Butt Stuff at Work. And everyone just, like, turned and kind of looked at me. They were like, um... Cool. I was cool. like, oh, no, it's about jeans. <laughs> Is that where you got your inspiration to for the jeans from? No. I, it was from asking that question on Instagram. And about four people said Abercrombie. So I just was like, hey, done. You sell me that fast. And I did look. And they look like they've, like... They've got their curve range, so mm. I bought it from the curve range, and we'll see. And I measured, I even measured my waist and my hips. And what was weird is that the Levi's that I tried on in the other day, mm. and I sent you that photo where I could fit like basically a whole other waist down there. Yeah. So I looked at the measurements for them, and their measurements were the exact same. So jeans, women's jeans especially. Yeah. Are the biggest load of bullshit ever. Yes. So this is the Butt Stuff podcast. Yeah. So all jeans and most clothing sizes for women are measured off one woman. Yeah. And they're not like... So if you look at men's clothing, obviously you get like small, medium, extra large, large or whatever. Mm. But pretty much all men's trousers are like measured by waist and leg length. Women's trousers, apart from like your Levi's jeans, which are still, mm. even if they're measured that way, still yeah. are never the, no two pairs of the same fucking size. Yeah, because you need your waist, like, waist hip and leg length. But quite a lot of them are like 8, 10, 12. And it varies yeah. entirely. Across. Yeah. Like there's this picture, amazing picture of all these jeans laid out. They're all a size 12. Yeah. And you get a pair that I wouldn't be able to get into yeah. as a size eight. Yeah. And then you get a pair that you could fit both you and I into. Yeah. That's like, ridiculous. It's eh? freaking ridiculous. Just make clothing the same. And it's so disheartening as when you go shopping, especially yeah. for jeans. And you try one pair on, you're like, okay, this fit, but they're not mm. quite right. And then you try another pair on, you're like, can't even get them past my ankle. Oh my God, I know. That's the worst feeling when it's... you like get them to here and then it pushes all your fat. Yeah. And you have like this whole fat yeah. thing in your jeans. And you're like, <laughs> they can't even go past your like mid thigh. Yeah. And you're just like, oh. And you're just like, great. I'm going to go up five sizes. Yeah, exactly. And then and it's, I'm really trying to get into a space now where clothing size doesn't matter well no i'm just trying if i try something on yeah and it fits me that's wonderful amazing i don't care what size it is don't yeah. focus on that don't focus on the fact it's maybe a size or two bigger than you would ordinarily buy yeah. it doesn't matter because there are other things that you'll be able to buy that will be a size or two smaller yeah just because the way women's clothing is so different badly done and the fact that brands change it to make mm. people feel better about themselves mm. is the other thing i hate yeah, because when was it they introduced that? Like, when we spoke about this in our diet yeah. culture episode where they were talking about uh, vanity sizing, mm. when they made all the sizes go down so that women would feel better about feel themselves, better about themselves yeah. and therefore buy more. Yeah. But yeah. But I just think it's ridiculous. Mm. Like, I will link this because in, I've sent it to you as well. Because mm. they basically talk about how, even today, all these brands base it off this one girl, I can't even remember her name. But they don't include, like, they don't consider even, like, racial elements. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, um, yes. Asian, Asian race seems to be, like, 
had a or usually yeah. a like slimmer straighter yeah. figure whereas like yeah where like and then not even considering like black uh, there's a lot of black African women that have put their hands up and been like well I ain't gonna fit my ass well, into these jeans and it's like yeah fair enough but it's yeah or it is yeah, yeah. no it's friggin horrendous like it is flipping horrendous and yeah if you have wider hips yeah but a smaller waist you yeah. they're like oh sorry jeans just don't fit you you just have yeah. to accept that either you are like <clears throat> killing yourself trying to get into a pair of jeans that will fit you up top oh, and then just... you'll end up ripping through yeah or just deal with the fact you're going to have this big gap where your waist yeah. is and it, the problem is a belt doesn't fix it no it doesn't Belts because it do ends up because they just end up like bagging or like c- causing that yeah. and then it's uncomfortable yeah mm. anyway anyway rent over <laughs> um how's but, your yeah they need to do more shit so that that should we get into it <laughs> oh wait there's one thing i wanted to add to this conversation oh okay oh my god so when i was in the us i went to brandy melville with my mum oh yeah I used to like that store. Do you know? I don't know how they're still getting away with this, genuinely. Oh, God. Everything is still fucking one size fits all. <laughs> so granted, a lot of what they do are like oversized jumpers, oversized t-shirts, blah, blah, blah. They'd be oversized on me and you. But if you were getting up into being a bit bigger, they wouldn't be oversized. They'd just be normal fitting, which is what you may want. That's absolutely fine. But obviously, they're designed to be oversized. And then, but then it's the same in the fucking trousers. Oh. One size fits all is not. No. And I was saying to my mum, I was like, it must be. And I've always said this about this shop. Uh, <laughs> bonjour. Bonjour. You can either come in and lie down or you can fucking leave. Oh, but you're so handsome. <laughs> I just want to say happy. I just want to say thank you for my breakfast. Good boy. Okay, lie down. I lie down here. Yep, good job. You protect us. You guard that door. Um, and I, I don't know how they're still getting away with it. Because imagine if you, especially when you're so, when you're the age, you kind of go shopping at Brandy Melville. Yeah. You're like what, fourteen to kind of seventeen. Yeah. That's a really impressionable and difficult time. Yeah. And if you're walking in there as a group of friends, and all of your smaller friends can fit into all of these clothes yep. but you can't and you can't find your size in that store it's a bit hard eh that's horrendous I, I genuinely don't know how they're allowed to get away with it yeah so I've told you the story about in Singapore eh, when I was walking through like they've got they've got malls and then they've got these malls where there's like these little boutique mm. stores in there and they're always like one size fits all one size fits all and I walked over I think I've told you this I walked over one day and the lady looked me up and down she's like oh not you (gasps) I was just like whoa okay sorry thank you ma'am thank you for destroying my confidence and ruining my day how was your week Madison um yeah I think it's been good I feel like we've recorded, I feel like it's been ages since we've recorded our last episode, but the last Wednesday. Last Wednesday, yeah. It's not actually that long. No, it isn't. The week goes so quickly. I'm finding they're going so fast right now. Like, I'm like, it's Thursday already, and... It is wild. Like, where is the time going? I can't believe that we are... It's going to be April. I know. Daylight savings make me sad. Yes! I can honestly feel my personality coming back to me. I can feel my draining. (laughs) Leaving my soul. Anyway. um, Yeah, and I had a rough sleep last night. Like, Mm. I just didn't sleep, and then... I heard this oh, 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 at 4am and I'm so surprised you didn't wake up. I'm so surprised Joe didn't wake up. He no. was out cold. Yeah, but once I'm asleep, yeah, I'm asleep. Like, Well, that's me usually, yeah. but for some reason, your mother's... Was, your mother's instinct kicked in, your child was crying. Do you know, side fact, but I don't even think we're going to get to an episode today. Um, <laughs> side fact, if you, you... No, 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 let me start that again. Babies are born so that their scream has some kind of like a pitch or a frequency that is specifically oh. made to trigger you. Oh. Like it's something genetic. One of the girls at work was telling me this. So 
a baby screams annoying to everyone else but to a mother it is like deafening because there's a something that happens in your belly (laughs) watch me doing science um (laughs) science with maddie something that happens in your belly and apparently this like their cry or their scream is made to specifically trigger you so like your mother's instincts is that and i guess that makes sense as to why often babies screams bother mothers more than they do fathers yeah or anyone else really interesting yeah, yeah. Oh, so shit. I'm not looking forward to that because I'm very like I'm very. I don't say I'm autistic to sound, but I'm quite like you're very sensitive. And yeah, like, very yeah, sensitive. Very, yeah, high people sensitive. whistling, mm. I can't stand it. People singing, can't stand it. People eating. Anyway, I'm getting down track now. Mm. But yeah, there you go. Oh, that's very interesting. So that's why Patches cries woke me up, <laughs> <laughs> mommy. <laughs> Because you birthed him, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how much of this we're going to cut out. Uh, Anyway, um, my week's otherwise been good. I'm trying to think. No, no, no. Is that me or you? Oh, it's it's me. Look at you, I know, sorry. No, it actually wasn't Benedict. It's my friend Bonamy, who is in fact pregnant. So I asked her how she's doing and she says, I cried a lot today. Ah, fair enough. Oh dear, yeah. Fair, fair enough. Fair, me too. I, I just saw the beat. I was like, oh, Benedict. <laughs> Sorry, Benedict. Sorry, Benedict. Um, but week-wise, lots of work. Nothing new. Really sore neck. <laughs> nothing new. What a fun round up. <laughs> um, don't have a lawn anymore, so have to supervise the dogs oh at God, all yes. times. It looks like we also... Well, there's bird scarers all over because Joe has a real vendetta against the birds that are eating the lawn seed. So he, we have these little bird scarers that now look like we're trying to contact some sort of alien race like we live in a weird cult. Honestly, I never realised how obsessed with lawns men could be mm-hmm. until Joe started watching all these YouTube videos and then turned into one of these people on YouTube. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of content on YouTube about men tending yeah. to their lawns. I've I've said to him, I'm like, I am gonna start you a YouTube channel because I think the amount of shit that he does, like DIY and everything, would yeah, be great. that's true. He could. Yeah. Yeah. He should have. He should have done. He should have um, filmed the whole building the shed process. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. And the corner sofa. And the uh, and the dog kennel. And the dog kennel. And the lawn. And the lawn. That fucking process. Anyway. Anyway. Um, week's been good. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's yours. <laughs> yeah, my week has been good. I have some news, but Ooh. I'm not going to talk about it just yet. Oh. I'm going to be that dick person that's like, oh my God, I have some news, but I just like can't talk about it. It's super exclusive. It's obviously not super exclusive, and everyone that... Everyone that's in the inner circle knows. <laughs> I'm joking. Now I Rosie's living her dreams. That's what I she needs am. To say. I'm gonna. We'll give more details about it in like once once it's all done and yeah. sorted. Um, because also I think it's gonna lead into quite a nice episode. Yeah. About yeah. The things that. But yes. Anyway, and we've been manifesting. We've been manifesting. It's working out for one of us. Um. Yes. No. It's my week has been my week has been good. It's been quite stressful. I had. I had obviously quite a big thing to contend with this week. Um, And on Friday, was it? On Friday, I had a really horrendous, like, mental health day in which I felt like I could barely lift my head. I was shaking. It was... I I don't really know what was wrong with me. I think it was an accumulation of lots of different things. And obviously, like... (laughs) When you feel crap anyway, being very far away from like your mum and stuff yeah. is is a really big thing. And having only just seen her the week before and then having to kind of say goodbye to her again, it was very probably added to it as yeah, well. Really, yeah, really it really did add to it. It was very it was a very intense experience. So yeah, so it was I came out the other side of it and I was fine. But and my hormones have been like very bizarre recently, like through the <laughs> no. <laughs> Obviously, this is not a visual format, so you didn't just see Maddie's facial expression. We did not have the camera um, on today. <laughs> but yeah, it's been no, it's but it's been okay. You get through it, like you get there. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. And it just kind of is what it is, which kind of mm, 
nicely leads me into today's actual episode. Yeah. We didn't talk about wheelie bins this week, though, which is nice. because Yeah. Yeah. Because our career, we, you know, kicking our career off. That kicking was actually off. part of your surprise. You ruined it. Yeah, sorry. It's, <laughs> oh, shit. Um, oh, no. My wheelie bin is, my bin lorry is going to be delivered. I told week. you, Rosie is following her dreams right now. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't get on board fast enough. Um, that's why I'm still so working. Ma- Maddie's been cut out of the bin lorry yeah. business. I will be doing everything myself. <laughs> It's a one-man band. <laughs> you can take hypothermia boy with you. <laughs> um, lots of people have messaged me, though, being like, oh, my God, what do you mean there's a robotic arm? I was like, no, there's like a literal... Really? Yeah, a robotic arm that lifts the bin. Okay, next time one of us is working from home on a yeah. Tuesday, I'm going to... We'll set the camera up. Set the camera up and show everyone. <laughs> How bizarre. How bizarre. Oh, I know where the wheelie bin... Um, I know where the bin pickup today is, so we could just go for a drive. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe we'll just wait for it to come past our house. I think going for a drive to the bin pickup place is a bit. What, you got anything better to do? <laughs> no, to be honest with you. Yeah, there we are. Hey, I also just found my lens cap. Oh, that's really good. Where yeah. was it? It's right there. Oh. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Oh, God. Right. Anyway. Anyway, serious stuff. Serious stuff time. What are we talking about? We are talking about support networks and mentorship Hmm. i know fun oh what a professional conversation a professional conversation yes did you find it a challenge to build that initial support network particularly in the workplace and this also kind of came off the conversation that we had with your brother and where we were talking about obviously when you're at university you Mm. can kind of build that initial support network because They are, that's part of the whole university experience. They're there to help you build those connections. connections. Yeah. When you don't go to university, you obviously don't have that to start with. Yeah. So did you find it a challenge to build that initial connection base? Um, I think this is a really hard question for me because I don't feel that I've ever had one hmm. until recently. Oh, okay. And that's only because I've... Like, officially, what, last month was the longest I've been in a job. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> she's a giant flake. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's just not. like, you know. She just, she's like, I've, I've done everything now. I've reached yeah. the top. Goodbye. You're all annoying. Um, and no, but you, no, but it's yeah. more because of other Trouble circumstances. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. That you move jobs. For sure. Um, so, up until, <laughs> yeah, up until last month, actually this month. So, basically, till now. <laughs> but no, I think it's, um, it's been difficult because previous jobs I've really struggled to find just a support network outside of work in general, like because of where I am and it'll be because I've moved and then I'm starting again and then I find my feet and then I leave. Mm -hmm. So it's a funny one for me, but I think in my current role, I'm only just starting to get that and those connections and like we had a contractor come in last year and she was amazing and she kind of took a little bit more of a chance on me and helped mentor me for a while and then she had a baby which fair enough now I just get to look at photos of her baby I'm like sweet my baby is so yeah but she's so lovely like she's probably been one of those big supporters in terms of helping me push find my better self and push for what I like deserve Mm. in the workplace without being unreasonable like finding those um those barriers and knowing when to ask for more or knowing when to turn around and be like this isn't good enough yeah um so yeah it's uh, I don't really think I've answered that that well but that's Christ speaking of support network bonjour oh hypothermia boy can you just lie down go find somewhere warm and lie down I want to be in here okay come lie on the blanket yep come on on the blankie yeah on the hoodie good boy there we go lie down be near my mama. <laughs> there is your support network right there. Yeah. I patch is my emotional support dog, and we're going to have to do an episode because if we do go overseas, like mm. we're planning on, and we want to take the dogs, but obviously we have the most anxious dog in the world mm. who we just can't seem to fix. But he is my emotion. He is literally my support network. Like I love Floss so much, but him and I are just like yeah, he's like your, spirits. He's Don't be like- like- dear <laughs> As he goes to lick his peen. You are like, you're like his, he's your soul dog. He is my soul dog. Yeah. And it is the most amazing thing when you find your soul dog. I know. 
Yeah. That's going to be the most heartbreaking thing. Oh, look, I'm about to cry. Oh, God. Oh, oh. God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. We will okay. talk about this on another okay. day okay. before okay. I, like, burst out emotional. <laughs> Good boy. It's all right. Lie down. Good boy. Not on the computer, though, buddy. Not on the computer. Just, yeah. Good you lad. just sleep. Go to yeah. sleep. That's all right. He'll just... Um... Yes. Anyway, Maddie's needs just a second to collect herself. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we still haven't told the story about me at the airport the other day. <laughs> I can't believe we didn't tell the story. So, Maddie and Joe very kindly, we're just interrupting this very serious episode yeah. of this amazing story. Maddie and Joe very kindly took me to the airport the other day. And we went to a cafe that kind of you can that is right near the airport so you can see part of the runway because Wellington Airport is actually kind of terrifying and the runway just like takes off into the ocean it's quite scary anyway so Joe and I were sat kind of like on one side of the table and Maddie sat on the opposite side and Joe and I were chatting I think and then suddenly we look up and Maddie's just there crying and I'm like oh my god are you okay and she's like it's just the airplane's taking off and it's so exciting when you have that feeling and Rosie you're going to be on a plane soon and I can't believe it and she's there fully crying at airplanes <laughs> taking off <laughs> and then she collects herself and then it happens again <laughs> and another plane takes off and I can see and it's like the sound triggers this like Pavlovian like <laughs> response in her and she's like <laughs> and she cries I never used to be this emotional but bloody hell I don't know what's happened to me <laughs> it was so good anyway Go I've, re- I've, I've regained myself okay, now she's regained herself okay so you've obviously only found like you've recently gained yeah. that support network yeah so it was quite a challenge then. <laughs> okay out what's your jams <laughs> So the dog itched his <laughs> was itching himself right next to the door, making the door rattle. Maddie then told him not to. His response was immediately to slam his paw on down onto her laptop. Oh, Paddy, you must bring a sense of excitement to every episode that you guest star in. Um yeah, so I've only just found my support network in the workplace. I've definitely built my, when you look at friendship support groups, like (laughs) support groups, (laughs) support network, I've only really just, like I've established that over the years, but now I have like a solid, Mm. I have solid connections with a handful of people who are scattered around and only one person in Wellington, but that's fine. That's all Um, good. That's all good. So that's taken a while to build but then you find that you know where to go when you need different types of comfort or different types of advice you kind of know who to go to and who's going to be like real with you in that situation or you know that's what I really like it's what I really value about you actually is that you are someone I can go to when I need someone to be real about something particularly around work and around other things you just like you're just always honest about stuff, which yeah. I really, really like and helps me, like, grounds me yeah. a bit. Because yeah. obviously, as a, it's, as a friend, you just want to sometimes be like, oh, it'll be fine, yeah. you should do that. And sometimes you're just like, actually, no, you need to do this. And I think you yeah. should do like, And yeah. I really value... And talk through that. Yeah, I really think it's value the same for you as well. Like, I always... It's good because we're in the similar industry and we're in mm. similar positions, but I always find that when I can talk to you even if it's about the like small things that happen at work and I'm like, Ugh, yeah, you've always kind of like, well, you should probably like raise this or you should, you know, it's yeah. never just like, Ugh. I mean, we both do. Go, I mean, we both do go, Ugh, but then yeah, we then can be like, actually, I think this is something you should raise or yeah. this is something, yeah, like you say, yeah. this is something actually you should probably just let that go because exactly. it's on them. It's not on you. Yeah. Fashion advice. You're very good for that. <laughs> Don't wear that. <laughs> that doesn't go. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rosie. My beautiful current attire, Mm. my gorgeous new headband that I actually love. Yeah, it is gorgeous. Um, I'm a fan. Ten out of ten. Thanks so much. Uh, What about you, though? I (laughs) moving on to the questions. I know. I always love to do this. I'm like Maddie. I'm just going to ask you all these questions. Don't want to answer them myself because I haven't thought of the answers. (laughs) I 
I was, I do kind of, I did find it a challenge to build that initial support network yeah. at first. I mean, I had some, I worked with some very supportive people. Mm-hmm. But I, when I first started my job, I also worked with quite a lot of people that were very done with the company that I worked for they were very done with everything so they really started that really rubbed off on me and it they were supportive but at the same time I could just they really pointed out all the flaws which is obviously important yeah but at the same time it very much dragged me down and was quite difficult and However, over the years, I have had some really supportive managers. I remember when I first, when I started my very first marketing role, which is, it felt like a massive step for me because I had, it came to a point where I was convinced I was never going to find a job in marketing. And that was at the point where I applied for university and I got in and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to have to go. I've tried to make it work without going to uni. It's not working. I'm just going to have to do it. And then I was very thankful and lucky to be able to get a chance I worked with a really great recruiter and they found me a job and he taught me so much yeah and I am forever grateful to him and he's always very much made it clear that I can speak to him anytime I'd always use him as a reference Mm -hmm. and I was unfortunately made redundant from that job and he was so amazing about that and he was just yeah he was really great and supportive and that's awesome that is yeah that has been a good thing I do wish I mean, I had, I made some really great friends through my first job. Um, I do wish I'd had a few more female friends, influences and yeah. role models out kind of outside, yeah. it, well, not outside of, I had plenty outside of, but inside of the workplace, that would have been really great. Um, all the managers that I've gotten on really well with have actually been men and they've supported me and helped me and that's mm. fantastic, but it would have been so lovely to have. Yeah that female, female connection connection yeah do you sorry i'm gonna no all good derail this again um finding people that actually believe in you do you find that that's either it either works or it doesn't like and i mean it in the way that you don't go out searching but people that you meet you often find like there's one person that really believes in you and they really like you know yes. stand for you and yeah and i have ha- I for a time as well thought I had that yeah and then actually it turned out to be a very different situation yeah to what I and I've had a couple of managers like I had one manager that was like you know I really really believe in you and he was like kind of like my manager's manager mm. and he's like I really believe in you and he's like I'll tell you when that you've outgrown this role and it's too much blah 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 blah, blah. but when I was doing a hell of a, a beyond my pay grade and I was being paid a really tiny amount and not that pay is everything but I was not being fairly compensated basically at one point was basically like help running the department myself um and there he I turned around and was like I want a pay rise basically not not in like not in so many words but you know I was very polite and cordial about it and he was like well what have you done and I was like are you being fucking serious yeah like you made it seem like you were here for me and you believed and you saw my potential yeah and then you're turning around and being like "Mm, well it's like okay either you do see my potential and you are on my side or you're not Pick a lane. <laughs> Think of someone, someone right in my head, and same thing. He was like, not exactly. He wasn't really advocating for me at all because I found that in the workplace he was quite. You just had something about him that I just didn't trust, and I went into. But he ended up being my manager, and I was like, well, we're gonna have to fucking get along, aren't we? And went into a meeting with him, and I was like, look, I do this, this, and this these are my skill sets and he basically turned around and was like uh yeah but because you came into this job through another role like a the backdoor entry essentially Mm. um we don't know what you're capable of so I'm not going to put you in that position until I know what you're capable of and I was like so okay let let (laughs) me out if I walk out the door right now quit and then come back and apply for this job with my cv and sit down and have an interview with you what's the difference what is the difference? Oh, my God. 
And he's like, oh, it was just, and then he, turns out he had no structure to like pay. It was just a shit show. Yes, he turns out he was not a good vibe at all. Yeah, lots of bad things. But anyway, I remember that. That was quite interesting period of time. But have you had someone that's advocated for you? I definitely, like Taryn definitely has. And in the same time, she's also helped mentor me and like, make me advocate for myself Mm. where I probably didn't and she helped me overcome a lot of those things um but she'd also turned around and said the same thing like she turned around to my boss and one day and was like you need to sort this girl's salary out because it's just not right yeah you know so she was always there and she was always saying to fuck it's me now now it's Maddie because I quit WhatsApp so you can't blame me um fucking WhatsApp wouldn't be an episode of this show without one of us getting a message (laughs) triggers me every time (laughs) um yeah so she really advocated for me which was nice but in other jobs like I can think there's always been one person that I would say has advocated for me or like really supported me but it was more building that network Mm. was a lot harder because I'd come in and people naturally I don't know what it is if it's just how I am or what it is I get a lot of friction with other people sometimes because I come in and I'm like this is what I can do but then the whole degree thing does creates that friction and people are like well you don't have a degree so can you please prove to us how you have any of this knowledge yeah because I have a degree so uh you're clearly beneath me like i'm not saying that's the attitude of absolutely everyone but that's definitely the attitude you've endured and i've endured like still currently enduring yes (laughs) Um, and it's just like does my head in because i'm like oh (laughs) (laughs) anyway anyway do you think the importance of these networks are coming to the forefront particularly for those without the environment of a higher education do you think people are becoming more aware that we need to be building we need to be supporting younger workers and boosting them rather than... I really want to say yes, but I think the answer is no. Yeah. I just think, and especially that post that I put out on my LinkedIn the other day, the response I've had from that, from people saying, like, we, I've never seen this conversation. Long story short, I put a post up on my LinkedIn to be like, this is what Rosie and I are doing. This is what the pod's about. This is my background blah 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 like it was basically a little life story that you've all heard it was very good and if you haven't seen it you should go and check out my Washington. <laughs> anyway um I got some messages through that and a lot of them were from people in the states people in the UK and a lot of people saying I don't have a degree and these are older women and I say older 40 plus older, older women saying I don't have a degree and I have never seen this conversation which is so wild. in a professional setting ever. And it just blows my mind because I'm like, well, I surely we're not the first people to be talking about this. We can't be. I, I, I can't believe that we can be because yeah. if we are, what's some of the first to bring, what bring the it fuck? to? What the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck? It yeah. Is, and it, but it's, it is a validation of that feeling of isolation yeah. that we felt. That yeah. it isn't, it's not just us that felt isolated at that time. Yeah. It's so many other women. And this is something, this is why this podcast is so important to us because this is something we should be bringing to the forefront. We shouldn't be, shouldn't trust us dum-dums to bring this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about us, but, but yeah. It's, it's heartbreaking that that conversation it really is. isn't, isn't bigger because university, college is not an option for everybody. No. And there should be so many different avenues. And, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, that was truly mind-blowing. It was eye-opening, wasn't it? Yeah. And then just seeing that, as I said, this conversation hasn't been had. So there's a lot of younger women in my current workplace that don't have degrees. And actually it's quite funny because we were all upstairs the other day. There was three of us upstairs. Mm. And we were just like we seem to be the ones that are always cleaning up and seem to always have that like proactiveness. Yeah. Sorry if you're listening. And <laughs> but it, Sorry, not sorry. Um, you know, so there's mm. that kind of, there actually are a couple of other girls as well that have studied and are the same, but it's very much, I don't know. It's just not supported and I just don't hear about it more. So 
the more that I talk to these girls and I, I see them as the same age as me. They're actually a couple of years younger, which is not really that different, but oh gosh, I just am always like, obviously just 20 and I'm only like, I know I still feel like that. I'm only 22. <laughs> um, I'm like, don't, I just try and support them as much mm. as I can. And yeah. I try and be there and offer them advice. Like one of them struggled a lot with what she wants to do. She's not in the role that she wants, but she's in a good role, but she's not doing what she wants to do. And so like I've supported her a bit through that and yeah and that's the thing you're creating the change that you wish you'd had exactly and that's, that's what the and that's whole, all we want to do the whole reason for this entire thing is that we're creating yeah. the yeah. change I mean we're obviously not going to do it just the two of us it's why we need all of your help plus everyone's help um but the lady that commented one of the ladies that commented on that post she put it really nicely nicely <laughs> really nicely she said I love that you are sharing this message in a way that is you don't there's opportunity in both and we really want to outline that we don't want to be like having no degree is the only way because it's not it's not but we want to open up that corridor for other people to not feel like they're completely shit if they don't have it yeah that education don't have an education yeah um something actually you know i realized that I kind of have a bias of myself mm. and I realised this as I was laying in bed yesterday is that I was very much a person mm. up until recently. So learning is obviously supposed to be about you can learn about something you take enjoyment from. Like it's supposed yeah. to be a joyful thing. A lot of people go to university not because it's going to be a joyful thing, but because one, they feel like it's something they should do. And two, it, it like they think it's just going to get them that job. Yeah. And basically it's it's like a tick box. I do feel that like university for some, yeah. in some cases, is just becoming more of a tick, bo- tick box exercise. Yeah. And I, for a long time, if people would go to university and study like, I don't know, like English literature or something like yeah. that, like which I would love to have gone to university instead of English literature. I'm like, well, what are you going to do with that degree? Like, yeah. what's the point in it? Yeah, you're not going to get. What are you going to do? Become a lecturer? Not there's anything wrong with being a lecturer, like obviously, <laughs> but you know, be, yeah. being like, oh, well, the only option is to just continue. And yeah. I then kind of checked myself a little bit for that the other day and was like, actually, it doesn't. If you do something you enjoy, it doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Like. Yeah. It's fine to go and study whatever you want to go and study. It doesn't, like, you can take, you are still so young often when you go. Mm. You can take that time to just enjoy what you're studying. It doesn't matter if it doesn't necessarily lead to a job in the field that you studied, if you studied something you really loved. Yeah. And there's a lot of pressure, I think, to not study something you love, but study something that will just lead you down a job avenue. And I wish that wasn't, so prevalent because I think actually as well I'd have maybe been I'd have maybe been more interested in higher education Mm. if that had been there more if it could have been like actually you can go and just study something that you really love and enjoy um it's quite interesting because the people I know that studied that weren't happy in what they were studying often were pushed by their parents yes and that's very much how it was for pretty much everyone yeah yeah that you know because I remember one of my friends he wanted to he was in med school or not med school pre-med or whatever um but he wanted to do criminology Mm. and move to Wellington and to be with his girlfriend fair enough um and his parents said no yeah because they were funding it yeah and And what could he do what literally what could what could you do they were like no he's staying in med school or I think he's like some science yeah scientist person at their hospital now yeah I don't actually know but yeah and it's challenging when your parents are funding it it is a challenge because you can't really turn around and be like no I'm doing me but also can I please still have my money (laughs) yeah yeah you should be able to I think if at the moment even looking at job applicant like jobs and things and they all say requirements a degree it doesn't even specify what kind of degree so you may as well go and study English and literature if you want to just like but this is this is what I mean about it becoming more of a tick box box exercise yeah because like you said they're not specifying the degree yeah so okay what is it that you what is it you want to show from that degree that someone can stick at something for three years yeah but what if that person has been in a job for three years yeah if that's actually all you're looking for what is the difference yeah there is none if that's genuinely what you're looking for is if someone can stick at something that was a slight derailment but it was an education anyway (laughs) other than 
like our normal derailments about like you crying at the airport. Yes. <laughs> um, have you ever had an instance? I think I probably already answered this of someone actively working against you, mm-hmm. and how did you overcome that? Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few. Yeah. Um, and currently still working against one. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them I can think of was that manager I mentioned before, though. Yes. And I just didn't. I we just I just didn't fall for his bullshit, mm. and that's all I can say really because I can't really touch too much on it. But yeah. At the end of the day, I just stayed true. I knew that what I was doing and what I believed in was right. And I knew I wasn't being stubborn about it, but I also was like, I couldn't understand when you have to pitch someone a social media strategy, an organic social media strategy four times, four fucking times for a company that wasn't even like they were putting tiles up that were fine. Like, there was no point in the tiles. They were just fine. And when you had to pitch something like this, and I went back into that room and back into that room, and then I always was told, ask oh, someone, like, we're going to hire someone else to do this, essentially. And it just, I just got to the point where I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to do it anyway. Yeah. So, and I started pushing that. And then luckily we had a change in management. So thankfully... I was able to work with a new manager who I, I just basically said all the stuff to. I was like, this is what's happened. It's on you now. Mm. I'm just going to do as I'm told because, you know, there's a point where you can fight and. It's tiring. It like, is tiring. Fighting is and actually tired. <laughs> if for me, I've got other stuff going on. I'm not going to let that one person like tell me that I'm shit essentially like he wanted to. I got I went got to a point where I just went in and I did my job and I left and I did what was required of me and no more and that was that and and that's that's how you end up as a manager that's how you dim people's light yeah but I think it was a very intentional dim of light oh, yeah. so the control very much a control very thing. much so but yeah I think yeah as a PSA to managers like don't don't intentionally like don't intentionally dim someone's light because yeah. you could you can create i mean i know obviously you were very you were able to kind of keep yourself through that yeah. process but there are lots of people that can't yeah. do that and it alters who they are almost forever yeah like and it changes how they work it changes because you end up turning people into the kind of people that yes. will just be like okay i'm just going to stay entirely in my lane and never challenge anything yeah. because i'm scared of raising my head yeah because i'm scared it's going to get chopped off yeah like, absolutely and then you see so much like bad shit happen and it's yeah. just like i f- i really feel like especially for young and impressionable people in that situation i don't i can see how that went other ways and i know that it did mm. And it's a real bummer, but for me, like, I always believe that you'll know if something's not right. Yeah. You absolutely know if someone and someone's trying to push you down. And I think the best way is to either just take a step back and, like, look at your job, look and see is it worth it. And if the answer's yes, then make sure that you look after yourself first. Yeah. And know what you're standing for. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the biggest thing is looking yeah. after yourself. Yeah, it's like take pride in your work, whatever, but you are the most yeah. important person yeah. in your life. Absolutely. If it's going to wear you down, it's, it's not worth it. No. It's just not worth it. <laughs> not, not at all. Life's too short. <laughs> I once dealt with a situation in which I very much had someone actively work against yeah. me. And she was she was about 20 years older than me and uh, she worst. was she was actually started off as my manager but she basically couldn't handle the management role so we switched we changed to a different manager and oh my god she was flipping horrendous and she basically felt very threatened by the situation she knew she couldn't handle it but she felt really threatened yeah so she just went on the attack and part of the attack was towards me which is ridiculous. And I found it really sad because it was just like, you are supposed to be here to 
you could be a role model and you could be helping boost me. You know, this was kind of really at the beginning of my working life. Yeah. And yeah, she just did everything she could to, and in the end, I kind of just had to almost totally disconnect from her because just fair enough. Because I was just like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't put myself into this situation anymore. You are wearing me down totally and utterly. And I need to step away from this. Like you sometimes just have to take yourself out of the situation. And because like you say, if you put too too much of yourself into it, you just end up born. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's just just not worth it. Like for a job, especially if it's not your dream job and it's just a stepping stone job, there's other stepping stone jobs. Like you just have to figure out how to navigate that one, unfortunately. I mean, it's definitely, definitely made me a stronger person coming through that yeah, yeah. It definitely made me a stronger person yeah um toxic pro- oh my god toxic productivity yeah. and one-up culture do you think that poses a threat to the support network system that you can build at work because obviously if you are all trying to step over each other's heads and one-up each other and yeah, I know. I know that younger people sometimes coming into the workplace when they have these new fresh ideas can pose a real threat or yeah. people can feel like they pose a real threat to them. Very much, you know, example by what we've just said. Yeah, do you think as this and I think as well with the rise of like, you know, you see on social media the whole like I wake up at 5 a.m. and <sighs> do this that and this and the other and before i go to like my ultra high paying job at google do you know what i love (laughs) is the food medic yes that post she put up the other day and she was like stop listening to these people you need to prioritize sleep because prioritizing sleep is the best thing for you i was like thank you 100 percent. did you play it really loudly to joe i should have i will (laughs) i will i'll just send it to him i I think i might have i was considering sending it to him but yes i do think that it is I mean, if you're trying to one-up each other all the time, the problem is that you're always then starting to go behind each other, people's backs and you're starting to try and, like, like the situation I can think of is where I kind of came in and I was facing this other person. Well, not facing them. Like, we were in a team together, but they just – I don't know what the mentality around it was, but for some reason always were just like, I'm better than you, you can't do anything – we had the same, I say we had the same work experience. I probably have more work experience and more experience in general, mm. but he is may, was maybe a couple of years older. Anyway, um, it's everything I was trying to do. He was always like, I can do that. No, you don't do that. I do that. And it was just always like, it just creates this place where it's like, well, I'm not going to work collaboratively with you because Google's going to give me these answers anyway, or I know them myself. So there's no value add for me. Yeah. Except I just get told I can't do it. Yeah. So you do start like losing trust in your team members and you do start losing trust in your management and, and your leadership because that was a position that I was in where the roles weren't made clear. So for both of us well to me from my understanding I was on this I was on a slightly higher level or a more of a management level for what we were doing Mm. and this person wasn't but when you flip the roles I don't know if he had that same impression and you know so you lose trust in your manager you lose trust in your teammates and then it becomes this real like one man band kind of situation where I'm like well I can't trust you, so I'm not going to work collaboratively with you. And then when you can't work collaboratively together... And and then who do you have to turn to at work? Exactly. Because you can't... I just come home and turn to you. Exactly. <laughs> but it does create an environment where you have no one to turn to at work. So who do you... Like, yeah. who do you go to with things? And cause, Because you have it in the back of your head constantly. Like, if I speak to you about this, is this going to get thrown back in my face at some point? Exactly. Am I going to show my vulnerability and then you're going to turn around and be like, well, I don't have that vulnerability, so it should be me that gets to lead this? Yeah. It is. Yeah. And you know, this art of, like, taking, being, like, rewarded for taking on way too much. Mm. And it's just like, who can take on the most? Yeah. Who, who who won't break first? And as soon yeah. as you show that sign of breaking, if you have that competitive mm. environment, 
the other person will just kick you under the bus. Yeah. And I hate, that's why I hated about working. I mean, I actually worked in the like admin support side of it. So I kind of was on the peripheral of it, but I used to see it with the sales team I worked with all the time. Yeah. They would just constantly throw each other under the bus, supported by a very, very toxic management at the time. That's the thing. And it was just, I hate that competitiveness. I'm not a competitive person by nature. No, neither. (laughs) Like I don't, I just don't, it's, I say that I don't care, but I just find it a bit like cringe when people are super competitive. Yeah. You know, it's like when we had the discussion we were having about sports and sports and team sports. I just, I'm just like, I just find it breeds a lot of like toxicity in people. Like Mm. it has its place, but it, yeah, the the toxic nature it can sometimes breed is something that I don't think is talked about enough. And yeah, I, I do think that we need to, actually stop trying to step on each other's heads so much. Yeah. I mean, I've been guilty of it. I'm sure you've probably been guilty yeah, of it as sure. well because it's when you're trying to all, like, get praise, Yeah. sometimes you're like, okay, I have to push this person down in order to lift myself up. That's not yeah. actually entirely true. What you need to be doing is we're always be holding hands and lifting each other up. Yeah. But then only one of you gets a promotion. Yes. So, that's, so uh, yeah. unfortunately, until we change the way that management is yeah that's it isn't it yeah and so much of work environment comes from the top down it does culture and work like offices and things and any kind of company is always top down like how do you treat the people below you how do they treat their people so on so forth yeah and if there's like some negativity or some kind of real hierarchy in the way that people want to squash other people especially in those leadership leadership positions you're fucked yeah, yeah. you're fucked yeah literally you're fucked like you look fucked. at us business analysts <laughs> <laughs> we've had like two jobs each and we're yeah. like yeah well, so we're experts on the workplace yeah environment. <laughs> this is very much just our opinions but we, what we've what we've what, actually seen and witnessed yes. as well. I think that's important to this, say. This is the thing. This is not bollocks that we just make up. No. I mean, some listen to propaganda. <laughs> but it isn't just bollocks we make up. This no. is all comes from experiences experience. that we've had, experiences that we've heard from other people. You know, we've both yeah. worked with a real vast network of people. Yeah. And a real range of people, you know, across different countries and Yeah. And it's all things that we do you know i just had a realization between us we've probably got about 20 years work experience horrifying fucking terrifying Horrifying. yes we probably have as a young individual selves yeah because i started work oh my god i started i started my first job when i was 18 yeah i was 17 yeah so that's eight years for me yeah it's almost 10 for me yeah there we go (laughs) <laughs> um love that yes, for us you're so good about aging <laughs> um okay final question okay mentorship is something that we've both been lucky to lucky enough to find yes but it can feel kind of embarrassing and i think we've been made to feel a bit like it's a bit embarrassing to ask someone yeah what would your advice be for approaching someone about mentorship um do you know what's funny is i'm actually i have a text ready to send today that i'm going to send someone who i'm not going to ask to be a mentor but i've had a few conversations with this person and he's offered to help me find one and i do trust him Mm -hmm. long story because obviously the one that i was working with is now living her best life in motherhood and fair enough i'm not going to bother her um but when her and I spoke about it, I felt like I was proposing. <laughs> I genuinely was like, will you be my mentor? But um, it was, that connection was already there for us. So it wasn't like I'd just gone out and been like, you, yeah. <laughs> help me. It was very much like she'd actually offered, we'd built a connection, we'd built a relationship and the conversations that we'd had in the past were very much like she had said to me, I believe in you and I want to help you. Mm-hmm so you need like you let me know essentially so when I did find it I called her and I was like look I've been thinking about this a lot it's a and it's actually a big thing to ask someone to give you that much of their time and to give you that much of their support and help without essentially paying them I mean you can pay mentors but I didn't and I probably should have but 
it was more of a friendship mentor. So hard to hard one. Um, but yeah, I definitely, it was a big deal. Yeah. It was a really big deal. And I was a little bit nervous, but I was like, will you be my mentor? <laughs> but she was, no, she was awesome. She was like, oh my God, yes. Like yeah. been waiting kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my ring. <laughs> you could take this ring. Yeah, now. I can be my ring. <laughs> no, what about you? So I, again, very, very similar. I had my mentor who's been my mentor since I was like, oh God, like 16 years old. Yeah. She is a family friend yeah. of mine, but she is a very accomplished marketing professional who is like insanely good at her job. She's the kind of person that gets headhunted for all of her role. Like she is, and she's been my like life mentor throughout mm-hmm. everything. Um, and I, yeah, was very, I've always been very lucky and I've been able to go to her for everything. She gives me great sound advice and I can yeah. run anything by her. And she has in turn started to run stuff by me, which is quite nice. Cool. I've, as I've grown up into like an adult, obviously yeah. I've known her for such a long time. She is start. She does start like to run things by me, which is really great, and I appreciate. Like she, I owe her my whole life basically. Yeah. Like I owe her certainly my whole professional life. I yeah. owe to her. Um, she gave me an internship as well when I yeah. when I left my job at the florists. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she gave me an internship and it was it was it changed my life basically. Yeah. But it can be I am starting to slowly reach out, uh, like think about reaching out to another type of mentor yeah. to get mentorship, and it's it's scary. It's a big it's a big thing to ask for advice because yeah, you're like I don't want to seem like yeah an idiot but I yeah. need your help like and it's it's not you, it's not a bad thing yeah. to ask for help and I think like you say you do but it's a big it's a big thing it's to a ask big thing. it's a big thing and you're a big thing to ask someone to dedicate time, time to you but also to be honest with you as well like I think that's a huge thing is you have to make sure that the person you're asking is okay with having those conversations with you and saying look like her Taryn and I had some really interesting conversations and really hard conversations where she'd turn around and be like, I actually don't think you're ready for this. Or I don't think that you, you need to work on this, this and this before you get this. And it was like, even when I applied for that other job, Mm. she was like, I don't think you should go for it, which is quite interesting because I was like, this is a dream job. And obviously it didn't work out, but her and I had conversations and it wasn't like, I don't think you should go for it because it's, not like you're not good enough it was I think you need to stay in the role that you're in a bit longer and make sure that that you really show your worth and get your ticket through that role because you're in a position where you can so it was more those conversations and you have to be aware of the person that you ask they have to be ready to be that honest with you which is hard for some people which is hard for some people but so important and you have to be ready to take to, that. To take that. Yeah. Because if you'll just have, if you get mentorship and advice from someone that is just a yes person, there's actually no point in, <laughs> in them doing it. Because you, may as well not. you literally may as well look in the mirror and just talk to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. And it's, yeah, like you said, that is really key. And it's, I know it's, she's been a huge and fantastic influence for you. And that honesty has I changed the way you are as yeah. well definitely for the better and you've you started to become more honest with yourself more honest with everybody else yeah which is really yeah fantastic yeah you have to kind of i think yeah cheesy you have you do have to look inside yeah you do and understand what's what your problems are yeah essentially like what do you like i know i get very defensive very quickly and i know that i can get like it doesn't matter I, if I know I'm wrong. I still get defensive because because it's I take just, it personal. Because it's just a human response. I'm like, yeah. yeah, and it is. Sometimes you do have to look in the mirror and in the words of Taylor Swift, say, "Me, hi, I'm the problem. It's me." Yeah, like you it do, is me. Like it is me. Like it, and some and it's fine and for the problem okay. to yeah. be you as long as you can recognize that. Yes. If you can't recognize that, then that becomes more of a problem because <sighs> we have all worked with those people. Oh my, oh my god. <laughs> For another day. Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, is it time? Is it time? Is it time? I think it might be time. For 
you know, when this starts going international, I'm just going to have to stop. I'm international. We're already way too international. Oh, way back. I might just have to stop the singing. What? But the fans demand it. Yeah. Do you know what we should do? Maybe we should get a professional theme done. We should, but, but as long you, as they can still sing the same song. No, but with your Do singing. We, no, I was. Oh. I'm suggesting you going into a recording studio and recording <laughs> a song, and we release it as a single. <laughs> hey, I've got the album cover artwork. Let me just show you. Anyway, anyway. while I'm singing, I'll find it. Rosie's culture roundup. Here's the album artwork. That's so cool. this one. <laughs> I'll share this to the story. <laughs> so, my first piece of culture roundup. Yes. Have you seen about Gwyneth Paltrow's ski accident trial? I mean, I've seen all the. I've seen all the trials. I just am like, oh, whatever. Oh my god. See, this is the, this is why Rosie does this roundup because I see the shit on social media and I'm like, oh, whatever. So, Gwyneth Paltrow basically is being. Oh my god. Oh. 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 Quit. Sorry, we just have to just have to quit all of our work things. Um, so Gwyneth Paltrow is basically being sued for a skiing accident that she had in 2016, where yeah. supposedly she skied into a man and he now has he ended up with a head injury. She is counter suing him because she says, "Oh no, he skied into me." Oh my god, the, it's like. A much light, lighter-hearted version of the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. You know how obviously that was like some of the yeah. things the defense attorneys, like all the attorneys came out with, were just wild. Yeah. Like it's very much like that. However, the outfits that she has been giving, oh, flawless. Oh my god, <laughs> like it's amazing. So I have a bit of an issue with Gwyneth Paltrow in that she peddles a lot of like pseudoscience. Yeah, and I'm not actually sure that she fully understands a lot of what she talks about. And yeah. Did you see that? Oh my god! Did you see that interview she gave about what she eats in a day? Oh, I saw. I yeah. saw the. She was like, "So I just have nothing for breakfast, and then I eat bone broth for lunch. Yeah, and then like I'll have like a salad or something for dinner. Yeah, that's not enough food in a day for a human. I being. would die. I would actually be dead. Yeah, if so I had that. Like, bone broth. Whilst there's obviously benefits for it, I wouldn't really count bone broth as a meal unless you're actually incorporating the bone broth as part of a wider soup with other things in it. Yeah. Like, bone broth is not really a soup. It's a broth. Like, it's not It's not the Ugh. same. Blech. So, yeah. So, but yes, it's all been very dramatic. I mean, she's actually, I think she's counter-suing him for a dollar. So he's trying to sue her for, like, quite a lot of money, yeah. obviously. She's just going back at him for the sake and of going back and at she, him. And she, yeah, basically, she's doing what Taylor Swift did, where she's suing for a yeah. dollar. Um, so, yes, it's been a very interesting trial. It's been obviously, like, a show trial. It's so, yeah. It is so weird that these... I think the rise of, like, social media and stuff like this, not even just social media, but the way we can consume everything now, has made a show out of literally everything. Like, yeah. This is a serious thing, you know, this is a yeah. this is a proper jury trial yeah. in which Gwyneth Paltrow could end up having to fork out shed loads of money and yet we're treating it like it's a spectacle television programme. I mean, it's quite funny. I mean, it is quite funny, <laughs> but it was the same with like the Heard and Depp trial. Like yeah. we treated that like it was a show yeah. and it was actually really like the root of it was it yeah. was really very serious, serious. <laughs> and i mean so is this for the guy that's got a head injury yes but gwyneth paltrow <laughs> uh, yes and I she like that. she initially thought she was like oh, i thought it was a sexual assault at first and like it was just it was oh my god it was all been very very wild and the like what, defense, when he skied into her yes oh <laughs> and the I'm defense like, attorney what? the defense attorney well the attorney for the bloke has been like almost having like chats with gwyneth paltrow and it's like and they've been asking her loads of questions about Taylor Swift and like if she's friends with Taylor Swift it's like what? where is the relevance it, like what there'll be something it's very weird speaking of other trials yes Prince Harry is currently in the UK Ooh. because he is taking on the group that owns the Daily Mail oh mm. so and the Daily Mail hilariously have been like Oh, human rights should be got rid of because it lets like immigrants and stuff like that into the country. They are now 
invoking human rights in order to stop their journalists being named. So it's like, oh, we hate human rights for everyone else. We love human rights for us. For us, yeah. yeah. So the daily, oh, the daily fail is one of itself. The daily fail. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, Prince Harry is currently in the UK, and obviously we are not far off um, the coronation. Yes, which is not very exciting. When, it, when is that? May. May. We get the day off for it, though. Yeah, I know. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. And Thank goodness. I might actually watch it. Yeah, okay. You have fun with that. Yeah, I might get up in the middle of the night and watch it. Mostly just to, like, just buy on all the drama that's going on. Yeah. And then you can just update me when I'm awake. Yeah, I will. Don't panic. When I've, when I've risen from <laughs> my grave. <laughs> that's kind of it for me, Culture Roundup-wise. It's, mm. it's been a bit of a... Boring week. A slowish week. Although I'm very sad because I don't know if you'll know who this is, but Paul O'Grady, who is a comedian, he was a drag queen in like the 80s and he was a really important figure mm. in, especially in the time of the 80s when the AIDS epidemic was happening and people were very scared and yeah. attacked the gay community yeah. a lot. He was really like there. Like there's a very funny story apparently of him being at the pub that he would do his drag shows yeah. at and the police burst in to raid it in like 1987 they all had, yeah. had washing up gloves on because they were scared to touch the gay people in case they got AIDS yeah that's the misinformation that used to be around and he's like oh thank god someone said they're over there someone's here to help with the washing up <laughs> <laughs> and he was just really amazing and do you know something else that he I loved about him is that he was a massive advocate for rescue dogs and he had a television program in the UK called Paul O'Grady's for the love of dogs and it used to he worked at like did loads of stuff through Battersea Dogs and Cats Home and he had loads of rescue dogs and this program is amazing I'll show you an episode Aww. you'll love it you'll cry your freaking eyes out because bless you you cry it you cry at everything <laughs> I never used to okay um, I'd just like to put that out <laughs> but he died at the age of 67 yesterday Aww. which made me very sad because he and he used to have this amazing TV program on as well that was all a, like a tea time chat show and it was just like yeah. pure comfort and it yeah. was lovely because a lot of gay people have been saying he was the one that helped me yeah kind of come through and realize yeah. that it's like that it's okay to be who i am yeah so yes yeah, so i was very oh. sad about that this is a very like niche uk reference but that is everything for me for culture roundup wedding roundup What's wedding roundup um nothing oh fun <laughs> <laughs> no um yeah. Oh, I tried on wedding rings the other day. Oh, yeah. That's I don't exciting. even think I told you this. No, you did not. Um, yeah. Ooh. I'm going to have to try on a few more, I think. Which, did you try on any that you really liked? Did you no. try on... Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I think, like, the one that I want is I haven't seen anything like it, so mm. it's going to be quite bespoke. But then the lady that made this will be able to, I think, do something. She'll be able to help. Help me. Exciting. So, yeah. Woo. And then I spoke to Ayla yesterday and just had a good catch up with her. And I said, I'm leaving you responsible in bri- in, of, for bridesmaids uh, clothing. Oh, okay. She was like, don't trust me with that. I was like, yeah, I wasn't yeah, going to. Yeah, okay, fair. Yeah, yeah, fair. We'll all be there in our like Hawaiian shirts and Crocs. And, sorry, not sorry, yeah. Ayla. That's what she said to me. She was like, <laughs> I have one condition. And I was like, yeah, absolutely what? And then she's like, I have to wear Crocs. I was like, absolutely fucking not. Like, lost my shit. And then I said, I tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. If that's your condition, you can wear Crocs after 8 p.m. 8 p.m.? That's so early. No, Ayla, it's 10 p.m. Okay. Yeah, Listen sorry. to Rosie. Yeah, sorry. You're listening to the one that's in charge of... When the cheeseburgers come out, 10 p.m. Yeah, 10 p.m. And the same goes for you, Avery, because I can... I've listened to this. I'll know you'll be eyeing up wearing Crocs. There will be no Crocs. No Crocs. Crocs. Until, no Crocs. Until after 10 p.m. Doesn't matter if we change into our Birkenstocks. That's allowed. Birkenstocks yeah. are cool. Maybe we should get some like Ooh, Ooh, bespoke that. Birkenstocks. Ooh. But I That's do have nice. my boots. Yes, you do. Yeah. Maybe the bridesmaids should all get Birkenstocks. <laughs> I am drunk with power. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. That's our culture radar. Uh, wedding roundup. Yay! And with that, bye! bye.